Welcome back to Freightways Live at home. Here with Paris Cole, the CEO of truckstop.com. Paris, how are you? I am doing great, uh, Craig. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, certainly always uh, exciting to talk to uh, to you at Truckstop and what you guys are doing. Uh, you have continued to roll out new innovations this year, uh, whether it's the uh, Book It Now product or uh, some of the other uh, innovations you guys have made to, to make the carriers and brokers' lives easier. I'm curious, what is the most exciting thing you guys have done this year so far? Oh, with, without a doubt, it, it's been the, the rollout of Book It Now. Uh, I, uh, for us and for our customers, I, I think there's so much opportunity for, uh, for value, both for our, our brokerage and 3PL customers, as, as well as our carrier customers. And for us, this really sets up the, the future for us in, in terms of what we want to do and the types of uh, value that we want to provide. So uh, we're really excited about that. And, and uh, here very shortly, we'll be rolling out uh, more products, more, more features that will complement uh, this first phase of, of Book It Now. Now, Book It Now is interesting because it's it's really moving. It moves the truck stop network or the truck stop load exchange into more of a, a firm marketplace or, or more of a marketplace where more of the consummation of the transaction happens. I'm wondering, uh, how do your brokerage customers uh, uh, feel about that? And how do you guys uh, uh, plan on continuing to empower them? Yeah, we, it, it's been very well received from our brokerage customers thus far, uh, because for, for 25 years now, uh, and, and we're celebrating our, our 25th year this year, so I have right. to uh, throw that out. We're, we're excited about that. But uh, for, for 25 years, we've been helping our brokerage customers uh, be able to find capacity or to find carriers that uh, were maybe difficult to find or, or they weren't able to uh, to attract in, in the way that we are with our marketplace. And, and so uh, with Book It Now, uh, we're able to make it easier for our brokerage customers to connect with those carriers. We, we, we've done an extensive amount of surveying of our, our carrier customers over the last couple of years and have found that they they really would prefer not to negotiate. Uh, they would prefer just to have the ability to, to be awarded uh, freight at the click of a button. And, and so with Book It Now, we allow them to do that. And, and so it makes it easier for our brokerage customers because now they're not fielding as many phone calls as they were in the past. And the phone calls that they are having today are much more focused on the actual transaction uh, rather than talking with multiple carriers to figure out which carrier is the best one to to provide that uh, freight to, so uh, so far it's it's been uh, nothing but uh, but well accepted and and uh, we're, like I say there's more features that we'll be adding to to increase the value to to our brokerage customers as well as to our carrier customers in the future. So one of the things that I have always heard and and I'd like to get your take on this is. Brokers have a reputation of making money by an opaque market. Their their ability to negotiate this changes that for them. How do you how do you answer that, and and how are you guys helping uh, them sort of respond to a new age in transportation? Yeah, I, I, and I guess I would maybe argue that uh, um, opaque isn't necessarily better. Um, you know, if you think about the total costs of moving a load. It's not just the rate, 
but it's also the amount of time take that it takes to move that that freight. So when you think about um, the the overhead uh, necessary to to move a load, it, it, it could be much greater. And, and so with Book It Now, we help eliminate some of that inefficiency, eliminate uh, some of that overhead. Uh, so that uh, the overall total cost to a, a brokerage can be less than what it is today. And, and so, uh, and, and today on our load board, we have uh, a number of brokers that uh, post rates on their load and, uh, without the Book It Now functionality. And we, we know from our research that those loads that have rates move six times faster and loads that don't have rates. And so for us, as we think about Book It Now, it's really nothing new uh, other than the fact that, that the carrier now can take that freight uh, with, with less phone calls or less interaction with the broker. And, and again, we think it's more efficient for the, the carrier and, and for the broker as well. Yeah, I mean, the market is heading to a more transparent marketplace. That's been a fact that's really existed for, for the last decade is the idea of making money because of an opaque market is probably uh, over time going to be less of a factor. I always use the analogy of the financial markets and the financial exchanges, where 20 years ago this was all floor traded and uh, uh, public call out inside these pits, and you've seen them on probably on movies or have visited them. Uh, whereas now these are mostly electronic. You know, the the idea that a broker is making the decisions on your behalf is largely a thing of the past for trading. Um, and they've been, but they're doing fine. I mean, E-Trade and uh, Merrill Lynch are, are certainly doing exceptionally well, uh, but they're not making as much on really uh, doing the traditional transaction and phone call work. And I suspect that's what freight will look like. Is that your vision as well? That, that is. I, I think over time, as uh, both our, our brokerage and 3PL customers and, and the carrier community and carrier uh, customers uh, become more accustomed to this type of functionality, I, I think we'll continue to see it uh, be adopted over time. And, and we, we know that not only from our own research, but uh, others, uh, you know, we, we have a number of our customers today that offer similar functionality for their, their core contracted freight. So, the concept really isn't new, other than now we're extending it into the spot market freight, which uh, typically has not had this type of functionality in the past. You guys had an eventful year last year. 19, um, you, you received outside investment from Iconic Capital, uh, a, uh, a firm that has its heritage in some of the most important and iconic, no, no pun intended, I did not mean that, by the way. That was unintentional. It just well, rolled well out. Uh, but uh, some of the most iconic names in Silicon Valley uh, have funded the comp or funded the firm, and now they've invested in TruckStop. What has that meant for the the organization? For for us, we're we're just ecstatic to have Iconic as a partner. Uh, as you mentioned, they uh, they they had their start from some of the uh, uh, most preeminent. Uh, product and software uh, executives in the world. And the fact that they would choose us, you know, really uh, gives us a, um, a additional confidence in the roadmap that we're, we're taking uh, and also gives us additional support uh, as we think about the, our marketplace and, and allowing this additional functionality, whether it's through Book It Now or, or some of the other enhancements that we'll be bringing out uh, over the, the months and years to come. 
And, and so with that, uh, that experience behind us and that capital behind us, uh, it means not only great things for, for truck stop, but more importantly, great things for our customers. One of the unique things about Iconic and, and part of the reason why we decided to, to go with them uh, instead of other firms it is really their product focus. Uh, they were one of the few firms that we talked with that really asked us a lot of questions about our product. Uh, what our, They wanted to see our product roadmap. Uh, they wanted to get an understanding of our, our, our customer experience and, and what we were doing to, to make changes and improvements there and, and a number of different things. Uh, whereas uh, other other companies were maybe just focused on our financial performance. And, and, and so that to us, and, and, and it's played out uh, uh, as we thought, uh, the, the Iconic team has been very focused over the past year that they've uh, been investors in the business. They've been very focused on our product, and, and it's something that we talk about in every board meeting. Uh, you guys so it's, have, it's a great boost for us. You've added a, a, a ton of resources uh, in, in, on the engineering team. Uh, and have scaled your team. And I, is that really driven by having new investors at the board that understand the need to, to invest in product? That is. Uh, you know, that was one of the unique things as we started talking with Iconic and, and getting through the, the process. Uh, we approached them with this idea that we wanted to, to make a pretty sizable investment in our, our product and development teams. And to Iconic's credit, they were uh, all for it and, and were very supportive and, and have been supportive since. And, and so we have essentially doubled the size of our product and development teams in-house. And, and then we've augmented that with uh, a number of uh, contract positions as well. And, and so when you look across the, the number of resources that we have today, it's drastically different than it was even, even just a year ago. Yeah, I, I hear on occasion people are like, I wonder if truck stops ever going to move into a freight brokerage business. And I, I always respond that's one of the most ludicrous uh, statements I've ever heard because if you know about valuations of recurring revenue platform businesses uh, and, and, and frankly how, you, how well you guys did during that transaction versus 3PLs, it's just a completely different game. Um, so it strikes me that there's a zero interest in doing that, but there is an opportunity for truck stop to position itself as a financial or a, a marketplace where transactions take place, very similar to NASDAQ or the New York Stock Exchange. That, that's right. We, we get asked that question uh, with some regularity if, if we're going to become a, a brokerage. And, and I can say unequivocally, we have no plans to, to do that. Uh, it, it just doesn't make sense for, for a number of, uh, of reasons. Uh, one of which is my, my hat goes off to all of our, our 3PL and brokerage customers. They work 24 hours a day, 365 days a week. Whereas, as a technology company, you know, I'm not getting phone calls in the middle of the night, uh, you know, asking where a, a truck is, and, and uh, so, you know, it's just a completely different um, uh, setup, and, and the way that we're structured uh, organizationally, and, and just our expertise and whatnot, it, it's really not set up to to ever become a, a brokerage. Now, Parrots, I, I can empathize with you there. I have been in freight before. I've taken those late-night phone calls. Uh, someone, who, associate David Bradford, who works on our team, and I joke that being at Freight Waves is much like being in freight without service failures. We get to be in the market, but we don't have to do the hard work of dealing with all the things that uh, the folks that are in freight have to deal with, and uh, we commend them. Um, COVID is certainly impacted the freight market. And I think if, if anyone doesn't understand the importance of 
supply chain and logistics before COVID and the inventory stockouts that we saw in March and continue into April, hopefully they'll have a much greater appreciation for it going forward. How are you guys at TruckStop helping your freight, freight brokerage customers deal with uh, COVID-19 and the current economic and market cycle that we're in? Yeah, uh, th there's a few different ways uh, that we're, we're, we're trying to help our, our customers. Uh, one is by providing them uh, real-time information about what's happening in our marketplace. Uh, if you look at what's happened uh, in the spot market over the last uh, four months, it, it, it's unprecedented. Uh, we, we saw this build up uh, really starting in January from December numbers, and, and that's not completely atypical, but this, this year was a little bit more than uh, typical seasonality. And we saw that trend building throughout, uh, throughout the year, and then we get to March. And for the first three weeks or so of March, you see this just explosion of freight in the spot market. Um, and then since that time, since about the middle of February, or excuse me, middle of March, you see a drastic decline, a decline that we have, or that I have not seen in my time here at TruckStop. And going back and looking at 08 and 09 numbers, I really didn't see anything of a similar pattern during that time either. So it's really unprecedented time, this, this massive spike and, and then uh, subsequent decline. So we're trying to provide that information to our customers, help them understand what's happening there. Uh, another thing that we're doing is we're trying to bring together uh, different parts of the industry to, to help our, our customers understand what's happening. Uh, we, we recently just ha uh, had a panel with uh, uh, and, and partnering with Freightwaves. So thank you for that, uh, uh, that partnership. Uh, but we were able to bring together uh, professionals, not only from the industry, uh, but uh, outside the industry as well. Um, uh, health experts and uh, economists, our, our economist, Noel Perry, uh, was on the panel and, and really helped uh, provide a, a sort of a complete picture as to what, uh, what they're seeing and what we think is going to happen uh, going forward. So. Uh, there's a number of different ways that we're we're trying to provide that uh, that support, uh, and then it was as well. We've also offered uh, discounts to uh, both uh, existing customers and and then uh, new customers as well, and and tr tried to provide information to them that typically would be at a cost, but uh, for this uh, for a limited period of time, uh, as they try to manage through this challenging uh, period. Uh, we're offering services to them at uh, either a discounted price or completely free price as well. So it's it's just absolutely uh, incredible the 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 partnership uh, that we're able to to bring to bear for our customers. Yeah, Paris, we're also excited to to work alongside TruckStop and and providing resources, uh, being a partner in uh, providing our platform services and analytics uh, during this period of time. And I commend you guys for really not only working with us, but really you rallied a number of other uh, companies in the space to, to really step up at this time and help out the uh, freight community whose job is critical. Yeah, it's, it's been wonderful. Uh, you know, we, we uh, really appreciate our partnership with Freight Waves, uh, but then as well, other partners such as uh, uh, FTR and uh, ATBS and others uh, have all participated uh, uh, in this program, and, and so really grateful for for them and and the services that they're providing to all of our mutual customers. 
Harris, do you think we're at the bottom of the market? I mean, not have we seen the bottom, I should say. Do you think that we're, we're at a point where we're going to start seeing uh, a level of increase from here? Or do you think we have another leg to fall? Uh, yes and no. And what I mean by that is, is what we're seeing in our marketplace is that uh, the volume of freight is starting to level out. So as I mentioned earlier, we, we saw a steep decline from about the middle of March, uh, really until just a couple weeks ago. Um, and that now, that has leveled off in terms of volume, but we are starting to, or we still continue to see rates decline. Uh, other than uh, reefer rates, uh, that has seemed, at least for a, a week or so, that's starting to tick back up. And, and not sure if that will uh, stay that way. You know, one, one week is not a trend, uh, but it's at least encouraging for, for that segment of freight uh, that, that rates uh, have, have at least stopped their steady decline. Uh, for the other, uh, other modes, uh, you know, I, I don't know yet. I, I, I hope we're near a floor on rates. Uh, it, it's tough to go uh, much lower than where they're at already. So I, I don't think there's a, a whole lot more to give on that end, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. We, we haven't seen the, uh, the bottom yet. Yeah, rates are always a lagging indicator to volume. Volume's got to come back first. It's got to take care of those contractual commitments and then we can see spot rates in, increase, which I, I believe, we've said this publicly, that uh, we believe that the worst is over with, that that probably took place. Uh, the week after Easter, uh, you know, the, uh, the second week of April. And our view is that the market will accelerate. And, and so uh, we'll see where it goes. Not really a commentary on spot rates. They're still sort of uh, struggling. Uh, your economist uh, uh, shares a view that I have. Uh, Noel Perry says that there will be a lot of uh, co consolidation in the market, potential bankruptcies in the carrier market. Uh, and spot rates should accelerate if that takes place. What is, do you share his view or, or do, do you have different points of view? I, I, I do. Um, what, what I don't know, and, and uh, it'll be interesting to see, is as the states start to open back up, how quickly is the, uh, the, the ramp? Um, I know in Idaho, for example, uh, there's a, a four-stage process. And each stage is incumbent upon certain metrics being met, uh, similar to what's happening in, in the federal government. Um, so the, the governor has said that if, if the metrics are, are met, then he'll open up more businesses. If they're not, then he's going to uh, keep in place some of the, the stay-at-home orders that, uh, that exist today. And, and so I don't – I'm – my personal opinion is that uh, I think the worst is behind us, that we'll start to see states open up um, uh, uh, over the next uh, few weeks here in, in, in May. Uh, but, uh, um, you know, it, I, I don't know how fast. That, that's really the question, I guess, I'm, uh, you know, in my mind is, is how fast does it open up? Uh, are there some states, uh, you know, in particular some of the larger states, uh, New York, Illinois, uh, being two of them, uh, if they start to go backwards in terms of the number of cases or the number of deaths, do do the governors there extend the stay-at-home orders? And 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 if enough of those large states um, are are slow, even though other uh, more rural states are are opening up, it may have a significant impact to the uh, the entire industry. So we'll we'll see. 
I wish I had a crystal ball, but uh, I think it will get better. But for me, it's just how soon. Yeah, it's unprecedented times. Historical models just aren't very useful right now. You have to really interpret what's happening and use a lot of uh, real-time data to get there. Paris, I want one bold call from you for the next decade. What is the greatest innovation that's going to happen? Or just a bold call generally about freight and trucking uh, over the next decade. What are you expecting to see? Ah, my bold call. Uh, you put me on the spot here uh, a bit, Craig. But um, I, I, you know, I think that uh, we will continue to see both uh, the, the brokerage and carrier uh, um, uh, segments of the industry grow. Uh, I, I know some people think that brokerage is going to decline uh, over the next 10 years. I, I don't see that happening at all. Uh, I, I think there may be some consolidation, but in total, uh, the brokerage industry is going to continue to grow through the next 10 years. Um, uh, I would love to uh, uh, to see us uh, um, get away from some uh, legacy technology. Uh, I'd love that for, to be my bold prediction, but uh, unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. So uh, we'll have to save that for maybe next year and, and see if we'll be ready uh, ready to, to to move away from some of these uh, old standards that are, are are keeping the industry behind. I would guess uh, the AS400 in 2030, when you walk into some trucking companies, they will still have an AS400, and the the people that have been there for many, many years will know all the keystrokes and will refuse to use the GUI interfaces that these trucking companies have tried to move them to. So that's my bold call. I think the AS400, is we're stuck with that thing until the end of time. Uh, they will still be dispatching spaceships on that uh, AS400 in 20 decades. Yeah, yeah. I, I would love to see us move away from EDI technology, for example. That, that would be one that I think, you know, if we can move to truly an API economy and, and uh, we, we could uh, pass information, uh, data back and forth between partners or between uh, providers and, and suppliers, I, I think that, um, uh, excuse me, uh, providers and customers, that that would do a tremendous amount for the industry, but uh, unfortunately, it's you know it, it's a big lift, uh, and it takes all parties to do it sort of all at once. So uh, I think it's going to be a while before that happens. Yeah, we're still subject as an industry to what the shippers ultimately want to do, and there's very few shippers, frankly, that can actually force a change on our industry. Uh, so it takes a while. Paris, really appreciate you participating in Freightways Live at home. Um, congratulations on uh, really a, a good start for 2020, rollout of new products, uh, whether it's Book It Now or what you guys are planning. We're excited to see innovations come from uh, truckstop.com this year uh, and excited to see what you guys have a plan to roll out. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, lot, lots more to come this year, but uh, I really appreciate the time, Craig. Uh, it's been great. Well, we'd love to have you back on uh, Freightways TV uh, on, a, on a regular basis to get updates and also talk about the innovations that are happening around the industry. Your, your, your point of view as a platform, as a service business, uh, gives you an almost unmatched perspective on what both your customers and the marketplace is doing. So uh, really excited to have you, Paris. Thank you for so much. And thank you for coming to Freightways Live at Home. We're certainly excited about the next couple of days of content. We've got some really awesome demos still ahead, so don't forget about that. Also, don't forget about all the great talks that we have with some of the titans of industry. 
Uh, and so we're certainly excited about that. And don't miss, Zach Strickland and I are going to face off in the great debate. The question is, has, have we seen the lows in the freight market, and are we going to see acceleration? I am the bull. He is the bear. We will see. I will say, though, Zach, I have batting 100% and you're batting zero. So we'll see where you end up in this. Find out on Thursday during the great debate. Paris, thank you so much for, for being here today. All right, thank you.